This is Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight, guys, we have a very, very special guest. And if you don't know, he is probably one of the most visually appealing designers we have ever seen. It is Giovanni Lapare. Giovanni, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm very well. Thank you very much for your kind words. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. Look, Giovanni, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to short. I got to ask a question here. Do you go by Giovanni as a full name, or do, you, do people shorten you up by Gio or anything like that? I've heard so many variations of shorting my name, and you have no idea. Once I first moved to New York, someone asked me if they, if they could call me G. Really? And I said, yes, as long as there's no any other G, I'll be perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, Giovanni is my full name. I understand. I understand. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, we've just been saying your full name, like Giovanni Lapari, and it feels just sexy saying it. Like it's almost a confidence boost. Like I'm gonna start wearing it as a cologne before I go out. <laughs> just Giovanni Lapari, and like, boom. All right, I'm good. I'm telling you, any guy going into the club nowadays, all you gotta do is walk up to the door and be like Giovanni Lapari, and by the like, boom, it's like uh, it's confidence through the door, right there. It'll, it'll be right there. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll eventually become a pickup line. I'm telling you. You watch. In Italy, long names are fine because people take it easy. You know, if you go to New York, people work hard and move fast. And they don't want to spend that much time saying your name, the whole thing. It takes too long. They need to make their own business. You know? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, look, let me, uh, let me go ahead and hit you with a question right off the bat. This is something that we've been dying to know, Cash and I. Does it piss you off when you see bad design on other shows and movies? Well, this is the, I always thought is the biggest opportunity to learn what don't do. And you're not going to be responsible of. So obviously, if you go to watch a movie and you want to enjoy it or something and you can't enjoy it because some things it gets in the way, then it's a bit disappointing. But meanwhile, if something goes really bad on other show, unfortunately, you learn on someone else's responsibility what not to do. So for me, it's actually a big opportunity. It's you know a, what I mean? Yeah, it's a big learning tool for you to be like, oh, okay, that right. didn't work. Is there a way I can make it work? Or is it, do I just know to never try something like that on one of my shows? This is a very interesting question. It's true. Your head still, your brain still wants to rebalance. You know, automatically, you, you, you might think I would do slightly different and if it's doable and if it's not doable then you give up and say whatever that's what it is but yeah if you see something it doesn't work your way then you know you're always trying to make it work somehow all right so that's i mean awesome. have you seen like some potentially bad designs that you flipped and put into your other works before i wouldn't remember okay or, that's fair i mean like there's a lot of or i wouldn't say it can be <laughs> hey, no, that's perfectly honest. Way no reason honest. to make bad blood for no reason. Yeah. Keep it honest. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So we hear All there's right. a lot of Emmy talk going on. Is there a potential Emmy in your future when it comes to Into the Badlands? No, at the moment, the um, the network they um, they just put us you know out there for nomination. So yes, we are running for it. Yes. Okay. So that. And that is something we have been pushing, trying to get everybody to do, because... Yeah. We wish you luck, man. You do great work. And you actually guys are helping. If anything happened, I need to share that. We do. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's what we want. You're going to have a share. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you this, Giovanni. 
how did you get your start in the business? What, 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 how'd this become your life? Well, for me, I mean, personally, um, living in Italy, I was in Florence, was not a place for movies or anything like that. It was theater only. So theater was the first approach. I just liked drawing. And someone told me, why don't you go like to do the Academy of Fine Arts? And I simply listened. I, I don't think I ever listened ever as that person that time. I just followed that direction. So I liked drawing, and I got to the Academy of Fine Arts, and then I learned something. And then next thing, I had to move from Florence to Rome, which is the place where the movie industry, uh, you know, works and happens. Okay. And that was the thing, mainly. Huh. And so, like, what was the transition from Florence to Rome? Like, was it a big change or anything, or were you able to just smoothly go into it? Well, no, I, wasn't, I was able to do nothing after the school, basically, but you don't know what you, what you can do. So <laughs> I need to move all the way up, you know, making phone calls. That's, you know. Hustling, in, yeah. The only thing you're allowed to do is just trying to know people that are in business, and that's very difficult because otherwise, you know. So you're trying to make your phone calls and see if they like you and just give them a little hand, and hopefully they like that hand, and, they, you know, they'll ask you again a week later. So it's been particularly uh, a step by step. But as you see, you know, one step after another, take you far. Yes, it's taking you very far. And like, so where does some of those inspirations come from to be able to create your own world and everything? What kind of research are you doing? Yeah, this is a very, very interesting question. Thank you very much for asking. The, the, the only lucky thing, I, I, did, I say lucky because the... the the first season happened when I took over because it's being shot in New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? So when I met the showrunner, Miles and Al, definitely they told us what direction they wanted to go, relocating to Ireland. So that's what we're not doing, that's what we're doing. I think it must be a very difficult job for the first season, and they actually the designer did an amazing job. By saying that, I had the lack of having you know, a direction that I could visualize. It's still very difficult to create a world. As you create a world along with the, you know, the production designer and the DOP, and as you do that, you learn your own. There's not a world that doesn't exist. As you step in, you see things happening. And so you adjust the design accordingly, if I make sense. It does. It does. It makes total sense. Total, total sense. Let me ask you this. On End of the Badlands, do you get to work with the actors directly when you are creating their designs? The lucky thing of every TV series, which, you know, before I was working only on movies and then you don't, but in the TV show, especially, you know, the the second season, the third season, we all know each other. So the, the cast member, the actor, expects somehow the design and you know them, you know their body, mm-hmm. you know, you already know if it's better to build a certain design on that person or on the other person, you know already the result of the, the design because you know their body shape and the way they move and the way they will accept that thing or not. So there is, um, there is, we work together even if we don't actually sit down all the time, if that makes sense. Yeah, because we absolutely. already know each other. Absolutely. And so what's it like work, like someone like Tilda who progresses throughout the show, you know, she started off 
kind of different than underneath the widow and now she's the iron rabbit and like we've seen her costumes change throughout versus something somebody like moon who kind of has a perceived already backgrounds just dropped into the world for us obviously the script is the bones it's the skeleton mm-hmm. you know it says things and the writers are like amazing so they go into details they actually give you a chance to visualize things sometimes when you read you see things now the other point is does the other person see as you and this is the, the you know the conversation you might need to have so then we need to make sure we all see things kind of in the same way to start working and for example for the widow right yeah she has to be black she has to be feminine she has to be masculine she has to be sexy she has to be uh, able to move in that costume because they do martial arts is the main thing in this show if you know what i mean like it's yeah. a dance gorgeous so, i mean they do some fighting things in these outfits that you wouldn't even think are possible in spandex and just tight fitting clothes and here we have dresses and heels and we got flips and you've created functionality yeah. with it all absolutely gorgeous so what do I think? What do we do? We establish that there's a the, the widow is black and it's this way. But we need to keep on changing her. Otherwise, you know, she needs to empower her image mm-hmm. every each episode. So there are restrictions, boundaries of those kinds. You know, like a material and colors for each character. But yes. then within those, then I need to make a plan of how I'm going to take her from episode one to episode whatever is going to be, which you can't do it because you don't know what the script is going to be in 16 episodes. But in my mind, I know I can't start big, if you know what I mean. Otherwise, I can't go bigger. Mm-hmm. So you kind of give so yourself a like a... plan for each character. Yeah, you give yourself a lot of room to progress throughout the season and then kind of change if they're going to a darker side or a lighter side, things like that. Once we know the direction of the uh, each cast member, each actors, right, what they're going into the storyline, once that's revealed to us, then uh, the little I can do as a designer is to put a hint of something. You can't really say more than that. You know, this is all about the acting. And the, yeah. But we can, if it's sharper, I might use some sort of like a sharper lines and streamline. I can make it bit you know sharper or less or more soft and comfortable or cozy if it's a person in a different in a more fragile time with their storyline hmm, that, makes, that sense. makes sense <clears throat> very subtle yeah. changes that you people i'm subtle very subtle yeah and i'm willing to bet a lot of people probably don't pick up on some of those things where as somebody with artistic eye and mind as yourself can it makes much more sense and people don't even realize it subconsciously bottom line costumes are part of the whole thing so i don't feel frustration of any kind if uh, small details are not necessarily seen as a such because they they have to be part of the the whole character so now we're talking and it's very interesting that you guys actually bring this up because it doesn't come out in any interview of the head you know these details but it's something then I do believe it's it's a balance and almost like a recipe when you cook. You know, you add a small little thing and see mm. if someone will eat will feel that or not. So I don't know if you see, do a lot of cooking, but it's like kind of like the nutmeg ingredient. You know, you're always just like, oh, what's that little thing in the background that keeps your eyes lingering yeah. on it a little bit longer? 
Yeah. Well, I will tell you this, Giovanni, yeah. what you are telling us, you have educated us very well. And I think you've educated a lot of listeners to look at your designs and look at the characters more detailed now, you know, who get to hear this so they understand what you're trying to convey uh, and change for each character, even in something as costume design. Uh, I know myself when I watch now, I'm probably going to be pausing and slow mowing to see how each character's design is going to enhance them, change their personality, or even set the mood for what they're doing based on what you're saying. I think that's awesome. That's very kind. Well, let me ask you this it's question. An insight. You guys offering an insight. Yeah, a well, different way to look at it. Absolutely, and uh, and that's due to you. So I really appreciate that. So you said you get yeah. to work with the actors directly. Is there any actor that is more difficult to work with? There were, um, you know, this is asking a little personal, but I mean, like, is there one person that's like uh, harder to you know create for, or you know, I mean, yes, yes, and yes, and yes. <laughs> I have a, I have a yes. I have a prediction of who this person could be. But, Why don't uh, you say it and I say nothing? <laughs> I, I was going to say that, you know, I'm a, I'm a fluffy fella. I'm a big, yeah. I'm over 300 pounds. And, you know, and I would say, you know, your, your larger cast members would probably be the most difficult to clothe, not due to the amount of fabric or anything, but um, just proportion wise. Proportion wise and change and like that. So we were kind of guessing maybe uh, Nick Frost would be difficult or some of the females who have a very, uh, extravagant dresses, different things like that. Who, who's the most challenging to dress for the show? And I like that question. I like you guys. No, <laughs> well, thank you. No, because you clever, clever questions and makes me think. Clever people <laughs> makes me think and you know push the boundary even farther. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick is nothing than difficult. Nick knows himself well. We had a chat once or twice. And I see what it works and what it doesn't. And he Nick is, is nothing. You know, it's not difficult at all. There are difficult. There are sometimes objective difficult difficulties related to the to the um, to the character. For example, when we did uh, start talking about it with Miles at the very beginning about the pilgrims, mm-hmm. who are these people, and as they wrote about it, the he still wanted to, almost, it's funny, he almost wanted to know from me, Giovanni, who are these people? While he was telling me who these people are, he still wants me to tell them something. This is the most beautiful part of the job. Yes. Sometimes people tell you things but want you to answer. So the pilgrim, pilgrim has been difficult, not pilgrim as actor, pilgrim as population. The, the character. And so mainly as Babu and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Our fitting with Lorraine was about three hours talking before wearing anything. And then she started wearing everything was on the hanger. But she wanted to feel that I was with her. Or she wanted to see how far was that from her. So this is the interesting part. Was that difficult fitting was very difficult because it was was difficult but was amazing she's wearing what we both wanted to and she brightened that thing up she added requested so many small elements they made that costume uh, successful is that something you like is getting a lot of input from the actors or the showrunners and stuff being like these little details 
Well, you know, she was requesting in this case things that actually helped me and helped Miles and mm -hmm. helped the show to, as I said, we know Badlands is an apartment, right? It's a, we know the space of it. No. But then we don't know exactly what, if there's a chair or I don't know what. It's like a piece of wood there to sit on it. So some of the cast, some of the actors ask something and that makes us think. And so we think and so we re visualize the, sh the world we're in. So I never had someone who just made, it's been difficult just because. Okay. And luckily, because this is usually, you know, what it is on the Badlands, everybody had this so much energy and enthusiasm. And how does it feel to be able to use so many different, like, colors and textures and different things just all in the same scene? Because, like, there's a lot of shows where the costumes are all kind of one note. Whereas here, like back in season two, when we had the uh, meeting between all the different Badland people, like what's it like doing something like that? Do you worry about a clashing of colors? We do talk, and this is the thing: we do talk with Miles a lot about that. The last season, we could plan it, planned in the way that we knew we were avoiding that, but. As the season grows, and if you have these groups of barony, you know, they, they meet each other. If there's a new one coming in, then our question to Miles is, Miles, what color do we want to see if they're like the white, the blue, and the red already? What do, so sometimes we're trying to look at the big picture as if it was a painting. Now, we have a, already a painting you know, a paint here on the wall. What colors do we want to see? What do we like there? You know, so mm -hmm. sometimes it's a very visual thing. Okay. Unless the color means something. But we need to look at it because, you know, we need to, for, for example, the pilgrims where it's been the most difficult thing to do because they are the ones that can use, they have to use all the colors all together, each costume. So there are the only one, the ancient cultures, religiously, uh, you know, represented that gathered all the others. So into them, there's a, a small history of each baron. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Well, I mean, because like they have all the colors, but they're very muted. You know, they're not bright or vibrant. They're kind of like the duller version of them. And it's kind of speckled yeah. in there. Well, I wouldn't say they're like necessarily dull, but because there's such a variety, one doesn't stick out like the others with so many other styles that you've done on the show. That's the way to put it. Yeah. And um, it, and because and it's a very fitting look. It's very um, eclectic the way that their costumes are put together in comparison to several other the characters that you put together. They. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I'm, that's very interesting. What I really went proud of, you know, for myself. The, the Charles Clippers, all of a sudden, last year came up the concept of the retro-futuristic thing. And so you look, at, you look back at the movies done in the 60s when they would think what the future will be like. Do you know what I mean? Correct. So how would be, for them, the future in the 60s? And so they will use their taste to visualize what a futuristic world will be. So what I did, I've been looking at those movies. And for me, the Charles Clippers, 
It reminds me of a movie of Francois Truffaut I saw years ago called Fire Night. I guess it's four or five ones, something like that. I don't remember properly, but it reminds me almost there's almost a bit of the sixties going on in that uniform, but the way they will look at that if it was a futuristic thing. So this is the Badlands. It gives you a chance to go back and forth and to uh, you know, follow up anything is in your memory. Why don't we highlight who works with you? I know, I know we, we, you know, you're the lead guy and this is your deal, but how many people do you have on your crew? And uh, do you need to highlight any of them? You know, put, put a little name out there to them? Because we think, to be honest with you, Cash and I say it all the time on our podcast when we review every week of the show that the costume design, the, the creation, the scene work, the, set the setting is its own character. And we owe a lot of that to you and your people. And we cannot say thank you enough to everyone that works with you and what you do for the show because it is truly one of a kind yeah, show I mean, that has a background and character and costume that has the effect that you bring to the show. This is one of a kind. And in my career, more likely is going, is going to be, is going to stay like one of a kind. I can't imagine that I'm going to get offered a job like that. I do, we're all aware, like a lot of us, that's not really uh, something like that. I mean, you can work in a sci-fi thing, you can work in a fantasy world, you can work in a period piece. Mm-hmm. This is the combination of all. And when do you get that opportunity? And that was my first design, so I can only be thankful lifetimely to the thing. Saying that, we had, um, and Karen Richards is our executive producer. She knows each department what these people need. And she gave us so much. We had oh, 55 people in the costume department, in the costume department, you know, because there's so many units and then between the set and the making. So I do have, um, I had a very, the smallest, you know, creative team, it's me with Tamsin, which is the assistant designer, and Gabor, which is the supervisor, who is the guy who keeps an eye on all the expenses, because at the end of the whole story, as we all know, in the business, we got to be able to do as much as we like within the budget we have. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so, like, is so, this a bigger budget? So, this is a very big budget, yeah. I mean, Especially for the length of the show. You know, MC gave us a lot. But Karen has been able to divide it like a good mother would do to all these <laughs> kids. You guys get these, you guys get these, and you guys get these, but you better get it till the end and come and knock at the door, if you know what I mean. You give it all, and then you, you make sure you laugh at that. So we had a lot, and we made it work because obviously it's 16 episodes. Yes, right? lots and of it episodes. All happens into it. And so there's a, there are a lot of people worked in the costume department, very passionate. And they, so I would always team up in the morning, uh, meet up with the Gabor and Tamsin, and we'll talk about what the day is like and the scenes. And I tell them what I think, and they just give me feedback. And sometimes it's feedback they don't talk, they don't say it. And I'm saying, that means I'm saying something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're very close. There's too much and silence in if here. They, if they disagree, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, do you have any costumes for Waldo or Jade this season? I see what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, I mean, is he going to get like a nice hat with stripes? I'm going to tell you that, and I'm going to answer exactly the way you ask me things. 
I did make costumes for them, but I don't know if I used them. How about that? Oh, oh that is low, low, <laughs> man. I oh, made, but I made a costume for the widow that I never used. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you've already killed the bus. Yeah, this is made in the industry. So, he knows how to give people with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I did make a lot of costume for, you know, for Daniel Wu, for mm -hmm. uh, then I end up no use, not a lot of really, but I'm saying things change quickly, so there's no way we can use this costume that goes, you know, hanging on that rack. So we have the rack. We have the rack, we call up the hanging unused things. There's actually a big, a big mark. So I'll let you know if Jade and Waldo are being, you know, uh, you it, should see if, the, if they're on that rack or not. We'll talk about that later, you and I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we All look right, forward to it. Sounds good. Sounds good. And so, like, I mean, we're talking about a 16-episode season and everything. Let me tell you, um, we are now, the next episode's going to be eight, which is the Yeah, we're going to be at the mid-season finale soon. Correct. And then there's a more eight. There's a lot happens. There's a, there's a lot is going to happen. I mean, that, like, uh, Sherman told us to strap up, put the seat belts on, the rocket boosters, because it is about to be high action, and a lot of stuff is going to happen in the mid-season finale. Now, there, yes. So, being... You'll understand yourself. There are storylines. Yes. Right? One go this way, one go this way, one go this way. If I'm watching and I know nothing about what happens, right, all of a sudden, as a viewer, I might think, this one has to meet up somewhere, some, somehow, some point. Mm -hmm. You know? You can't keep them so separate. So, at some point, a mayhem, you know, something has to happen. And that's what we're looking for, forward to see when all these storylines have to combine somehow, somewhere, and meet up each other and either kill each other or be friends or, you know, the escalation of the storylines we want to look into. It, all, there's so much going on and it has to come to an end. Okay, I got you. Right? Well, let me ask you, that. What, what, I think Cash was asking, like, you know, like, I, I, do you have outfits you look forward to that you are going to, people have not seen yet? Are there things that you have designed for characters in the future of the show that people should be keeping an eye out for? Um, well, what happens? What happens? In, what would? What I would think it happens? Let's say, even if I do know, I'm trying to to say something that makes sense uh, for the you know for the rest of it. Um, in the Badlands, what the tendency in the past few seasons it's been of either I kill you. Or I'm going to join you, right? Yeah, I mean that's what it's been a lot of like in this show. That's that's what basically is the the premise of the story. So this is going to be someone who's going to jump from one part to the other, and so they change their uniform, they change their thing, they change you know because they you know, I'm not blue, I'm going to be orange tomorrow because I'm going to join you. Okay. So there's a lot of corruption. You know what I mean? Oh, because there's a lot of deceit at hand and at foot, and so we got. It's going to be something exciting to see the change in outfit and everything. Yes, it's going to be joining forces eventually to face something else. So it's it's like it's a, a politics of power. So if we can't make it together, we might need to ask someone else to be with us. So someone's going to join another family, or because he wants to reach that 
position faster than the other one. So it's like, you know. Interesting. It's pretty modern, I'd say. It's what happened in life now. So, Giovanni, do you have any other projects going on besides Into the Badlands so that other viewers and listeners and like that should be looking forward to your work in other places? Uh, you're talking about costume-wise, right? Any kind any, of work. Any kind of any work. Kind of work. Um, there are more than we you're asking more than we already seen. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. I mean, are you working on any other shows, movies, stage, theaters? No, no. At the moment, I have the Badlands getting off my system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, at the moment, I'm not working, but I will be shortly uh, working uh, in on the move in the future thing more likely in Italy. It's not defined yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, it should be Robert De Niro more likely, but I'm not sure. Wow. And if something is going to happen in, in Italy. That's or some... there's also some floating project um, as another TV thing happens more likely in September. But I am keep my, you know, I keep my ear like on Badlands. I want to know what's going on uh, Absolutely. Well, well, we're looking forward to many seasons of Badlands, and we look forward to seeing how your artistry continues to grow on the show. Not only like how you evolve, but how the characters evolve with it. Yeah. So, do you have any future aspirations? There's is there any dream jobs or people to work with or anything that you want to comment on? Um. what what happened on this show? It gave it gives me it gave me actually a chance to think about that because I never really thought about it. Um, show of this kind are amazing, so I would love to keep doing these period pieces or you know sci-fi, whatever you want to call it. They're amazing. At some point, I would like to sit down and deal with one script instead of fifteen, and that could be a small movie or also theater. It's something that I do really like. So, but this is later on in my life. I, I would like to work on a smaller scope thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But shows like this ones, they're always welcome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Giovanni, I got to tell you, we've had a, quite a great time talking to you. Uh, I can't thank you enough for what you bring to the show what you bring to our fans. Um, and I want to say that I think we're going to be promoting you heavily and really hope the nomination for an Emmy comes down your way. I think you're most oh deserving. Um, I think it would be just the, I think it would be the icing on the cake when it comes to what you've done for the show and, uh, what you've done for all of its viewers. And, uh, we wish that this show goes on for many years and that your career explodes. And I have a, dare I say, a prediction that we'll see your work in a lot of future projects. And uh, we really, really appreciate that from the Bleed TV crew. And if any of these happens, you guys have a share. <laughs> you, ask, you, ask me, you ask me things and I, I would never, and I never had asked and I had a chance to say it and it's very interesting over a year of work just going back with my head and thinking of things and I wouldn't you know never had a chance to talk about it so you're going to have a share into these well, because you like the show and you ask clever things so I hope I'm going to get a chance to talk to you again at some point uh, absolutely absolutely I mean that right there was a paycheck in of itself to us and we can't appreciate it enough and we look forward to next time we get to talk to you saying Emmy winner
Yes. Or something along those lines. Absolutely. Yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. And then uh, where can Let's our... Roll it. <laughs> where can Thank our where, where can our fans and your fans um, find, find you? Like on social media. It's a Gio Lipari Designs, G I O Lipari Design. Okay. That's on Twitter. And that's where y'all can find them on not Twitter. Not a cool name, as you see. <laughs> there you go. It's not, a, and on Instagram is Giovanni underscore Lipari underscore design where the Giovanni has a double N yes alright I would definitely uh, always stick with the full name absolutely personally. full name yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot there yes yeah well guys we're going to call it a night um, we've had a wonderful time with Giovanni he's been an absolute amazing guest we have learned so much about the show and it's given us so much more detail to look at for the yes. future and we can't wait to see the midseason finale and where Giovanni's designs take the show after in the next uh, half season. Uh, so we're going to call it a night. Giovanni, thank you again for joining us. Um, this is Bleed thank TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week.